Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra and today we are going to look a bit into Japanese traditions. More specifically, the ceremonies that take place at certain stages of life. There's always some sort of ritual or celebration going on every other week in Japan. And that is in no way a bad thing. In fact, I think it's splendid that the Japanese commemorate all the various phases of life. In every culture, we have our own ways of acknowledging parts of life. In Japan, a country so rooted in culture and etiquette, they have quite a unique take on them all. Today, we'll look at the three ceremonial stages to life. Rituals for the youth, the commemoration of the union of two souls, and the service of paying respects to a passing of a life. Keep your ears tuned as I'll be dropping a couple of related vocabulary language throughout. Are you ready for the ride of your life? Why shouldn't we celebrate life? Life is great. Life is wonderful. Life is full of opportunities and unlimited possibilities. The Japanese are very well aware of that, and so they have multiple rituals for life, some even before the birth of the life itself. Others are spread out all the way to where they reach adulthood. The first celebration one will have right after one is born is the Hatsuzeku, a celebration of the birth and prayers for their healthy and fruitful growth, as well as rituals including ones to ward off bad luck. Depending on whether the newborn is a boy or a girl, there are different Hatsuzeku dates. Baby girls celebrate Momo no Seku on the 3rd of March, while baby boys celebrate Tango no Seku on the 5th of May. These celebrations involve decorating the household with colorful cup streamers, or koinobori in Japanese, on a pole outside the home, and ancient Japanese samurai helmet replicas known as kabuto. The cup streamers came from a legend of a carp that turned into a dragon when it swam up the Ryumon waterfall, and now these streamers are a symbol of hope for success. For the boys, decorations also include samurai dolls called gogatsu ningyo. Ningyo is the Japanese word for doll, and gogatsu is translated to the fifth month. For the girls, instead of samurai dolls, they have Heian period princess dolls, or ohinasama in Japanese. When I was a kid, I was a huge fan of dolls, but these doll decorations aren't to attract the kids' attention. They are believed to protect the children from harm. Give it a couple more years and the children are celebrating again, specifically at the ages of 3, 5, and 7. These autumn celebrations are collectively called Shichigo-san, which literally means 753. For the girls, they get to have this celebration at all the three ages, while the boys only get to celebrate at the ages of 3 and 5. While it's traditionally observed on the 15th of November, families schedule their shrine visits on a weekend around the date, praying for health and growth. Unlike Hatsuzeku, there are no decorations, but the children dress up in formal kimono. The girls with hair and makeup done, the boys with an imitation of a katana, a Japanese sword. If you haven't noticed already, both ritual celebrations are to pray for a child's healthy growth. And that's because, back in the day, there was a serious issue with infant mortality. During the time, medicine wasn't as developed as it was now, so the Japanese people turned to prayers. Now, thanks to 21st century medicinal technology, we don't have to worry about that as much. These rituals then become a custom and tradition that Japanese people still religiously practice. Here's a quick vocab recap. Koinobori, cup streamers. Gogatsu, fifth month, or me. Ningyo, doll. Ohinasama, princess. Shichigo-san, a name of a celebration for children ages 7, 5, 3. But the name comes from the actual words for 7, 5, and 3 in Japanese. Katana, a Japanese sword. Almost every girl's dream is a big wedding. Some of us are at that age when we're getting invites to our friend's kekkon shiki, wedding ceremony, or kekkon hiroen, wedding reception. Before I go into a deep pit of self-pity, 
We're here to talk about the ceremonial union of two people in Japan. However, for the Japanese, it's not just the bride and groom becoming one, but also the two families. While nowadays it's becoming more common for Japanese couples to have a modern wedding in a chapel, traditional Japanese weddings usually take place in a shrine and follow the customs of Shinto religion. Traditional weddings are usually extremely private, with only family members and a select few guests present. Don't worry, your Japanese spell will definitely invite you to the Kekkon Hiroen, where more people come to celebrate their union. The bride and groom get extremely busy on their wedding day. Not only are there a few outfit changes, but there are a couple of rituals to go through before they officially tie the knot. The bride's first outfit usually consists of a white kimono, shiromuku, to symbolize the submission into the new family, with a headwear consisting of a hood called watabushi and a wig called tsunokakushi. All in all, the outfit can weigh up to 20 kilograms. While the bride changes into a few other types of kimono, the groom is only in one outfit throughout, Monsuki Haori Hakama, a kimono set with his family crest on them. Both of them then usually change into a more modern white dress and suit for the reception. But before changing into that, they have to stick to their traditional wear for the ceremony rituals. Other than the purification, oils and prayers, the couple has to share nuptial cups. Three sizes of sake cups, sakazuki in Japanese, all filled with sake, and sip each cup three times. Then their parents do the same. This ritual is known as the sansan kudo. Each three sets of sips represents something. First set represents the three couples. The second set represents hatred, passion, and ignorance. And the final set represents the freedom from the three flaws. It all sounds serious, but we all know that the newlyweds do eventually relax at the end of the day, with a couple of drinks and a much-anticipated honeymoon. Now, for a quick vocab recap. Kekkon shiki, wedding ceremony. Kekkon hiroen, wedding reception. Both words contain kekkon, which means wedding. To say to marry, it's kekkon suru. Shiromuku, white kimono for the bride. Monsuki haori hakama, kimono set with the family emblem for the groom. Sakazuki, sake cups. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? And Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've aced. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? The first two are celebrations of life. This one's a little bit different. Some may say it's a celebration of one's life, but when they have passed. Every culture has their own ritual for burial services, and in Japan, unlike weddings which is usually Shinto, funerals follow Buddhist customs. Before anything else, if you're invited to a Japanese funeral, kokubetsu shiki or ososhiki, it probably goes without saying, but be sure to dress in full black. Bring with you juzu or Buddhist prayer beads. And don't forget kōden, which is condolence money for the family of the deceased. There's an unspoken rule that the closer you are to the deceased, the more money you should give. Give odd numbers and definitely avoid the number four, as the word in Japanese is shi, which also means death. Anyway, the day before the actual funeral ceremony, there'll usually be a ceremonial wake called otsuya, 
where family and friends gather to say their farewells to the daily departed. A Buddhist priest would be present to chant a sutra while the bereaved offer incense. Nowadays, those who can't make it to the funeral go to the wake. There's also the okiyome, where guests eat and drink and talk about the good old times. Wait till you hear the kempai toast from the deceased household before downing your drink. The ososhiki follows a similar procedure to the wake, but with a few extra ceremonies. The biggest one is the cremation ceremony, a significant part of the Buddhist faith. This is usually conducted with family only, and after the body has been cremated, family members use tools similar to chopsticks to pick up bones out of the ashes and pass it to the person next to them before placing them in a burial urn. So if you've heard to not pass food from chopstick to chopstick, it's because this act mimics this funerary ritual. Here's a quick vocab recap. Kokubetsushiki, or ososhiki, funeral service. Otsuya, ceremonial wake. It literally means to pass the night. Okiyome, the meal where friends and family talk about the good times. Kenpai, the funeral version of kanpai, which is like cheers. Juzu, Buddhist beads. Koden, condolence money. And that's our quick run through life in the form of Japanese ceremonies. The rituals of praying for a healthy growth for when you're a kid, to a celebration when you're finding the one, and the last goodbye to a loved one at the final stage of life. Head over to the Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on them some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the official website to learn more. Thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one where I'll be walking you down another avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne!